Hey, brother. Hey, sister. It's been a while. It's been way too long. I'm sorry. I was just thinking of that song. I've I've been spending way too much time checking my tongue in the mirror. It's a very weird. You know that? It's Jason Mraz. Uh, no. Oh, I'm, you do. I, it's I'm yours. So you've played, oh, you've played yes, it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's like, who checks their tongue in the mirror? Huh. I've done that like twice in my life, maybe. <laughs> um, listen, I have something I want to talk about. Part of the reason that it's been so long since we've sat down to do this is because you spent some time in what I think to be your least favorite state in the union. Pennsylvania, PA. A horrible state. It, uh, you know, to be fair, I've only been in the first, like gone into the state about 30 minutes, which is, I don't know. 20 miles. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about the rest of Pennsylvania. Okay. And also I haven't, it's not like I met every single person in all of Pennsylvania. Sure. But it's like, I mean, it's also like you've met enough. Well, I, so, so this last, I don't, we didn't talk about this last trip very much. This last trip, there were some of the nicest Pennsylvania people I ever met. I wonder what happened. Like we went to a restaurant and the waitress was like, she was just nicer than ever. She was, and I was amazed. She's probably a transplant from the South. Right. Well, I mean, she, yeah, we would call her normal, but <laughs> in Pennsylvania, she like stood out as a, a shining beacon of uh, wonderful waitressing. Of waitress hope, of people hope in yes, Pennsylvania. She was kind and helpful. Okay. Well, you're usually not very fair about Pennsylvania, so this is surprising. You're usually pretty opinionated. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got some interesting memories there, but uh, yeah, I think the rest of Pennsylvania might be cool. I'd like to go to Philadelphia sometime. Maybe it, maybe it, that would be cooler than what I've been to. I don't. I also don't love Pennsylvania, and I've been to a couple other places. Have you? Well, specifically Hershey, PA, which is a weird place. Well, I hear they they pipe out the smells. You know, I was in a vehicle, so it didn't reach into my car. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't love Pennsylvania. I don't, it might be one of my least favorite states in the union. I'm also not really a fan of New Jersey. Tons of U-turns. Wait, like you have to make a U-turn? Y- yes. And, or I did have, like, part of it is you, you the street is designed so you, that you do. And then also... I personally had to. Yeah, no, like getting on highways and stuff, it just like, it was like, okay, do a loop-de-loop and then you turn and get on here. And it was like, what? That's weird. But, okay, so you had to do a lot of U-turns. Because the roads were designed to do a lot of U-turns. So like, okay. Like normal roads? Yeah. Okay. Like there's stuff in the middle of the road so you can't turn. Yeah. And you have to make a U-turn at a place where there's not a, what do they call the thing in the middle of the road? Median. A median. So you have to make a U-turn at a place that's not a median. There's there's just medians all over the place. Maybe that's what I should say. Too many New Jersey. Tons of medians. (laughs) (laughs) Which then. Very median heavy. Lends itself to tons of U-turns. I just remember having to do a U-turn to get on the highway and I was like, this doesn't feel like. But I mean, often Siri tells me. Make a U-turn. And I'm like, oh, you're drunk, Siri. Go That's home. true. You don't have to make a U-turn here. That's true. What is your favorite state? Or, or do you have a least favorite state other than Pennsylvania? Do you have something that's... Uh, I mean, I have not been to even half the states. So I think it's really unfair to say Pennsylvania is my least favorite state. Do you have a state that you feel like would be your least favorite? 
You know, Indiana, I mean, truthfully, I don't <laughs> I don't have huge problems with Indiana, but I did get stuck in a blizzard driving through Indiana. Oh, yeah. I got a blowout in Indiana. Okay. Yeah. So oftentimes, Indiana mm. is the place where bad things happen on road I trips mean, to Pennsylvania. Partially, just statistically speaking, because you spend a lot of time in Indiana because you cross the state diagonally, right? Uh-uh. No, India, Indiana, we go straight across. Oh. It's the, uh, I think it's the time, the state we spend the least amount of time in. Oh, but the most drama. Well, actually, Oklahoma would be the one. Oh, actually, Pennsylvania is the one we spend the least amount of time in. Oh, interesting. Because we're only there like 20 minutes. What's your favorite state? Oh, man. My favorite state. I don't, I don't know that states, like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. What, am, what do I like about a state? I mean, my favorite state would be Oklahoma because most of my family lives. Sure. But if we're, are we talking like all the people disappear and you're going to move to a state? Mm, okay. Then where are you moving? I have no idea. Okay. I've not you been need to go to more states. I've not been enough. Yeah. I've not been in two enough and thought about, cause like mm. to me, people is more important than, than what's there. Landscape and features. And like cities. Do I care about the city that's there? Is New York a cool state because of New York city or. It's also just a cool state. I mean, a lot of, mm, a lot of medians there, one. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Tons of medians. No, it's really pretty. I went to a place called Saratoga Springs, which I just feel is like, I mean, you could shoot a Hallmark movie there. Here's what I remember. They had a store that was basically olive oils, just different types of infused olive oils. What's better than that? Interesting. What a dream place. That sounds like a lot of calories. <laughs> and what, what? things do you need to infuse uh, hold on do you infuse olive oil with the thing is that no how it works? you infuse yeah yeah you infuse olive oil with the different things like, like blackberry olive oil what maybe purpose just, could blackberry olive oil serve you know if you're making uh some sort of dessert i don't know i didn't buy it <laughs> okay but did you buy any kind of infused olive oil well no because i like putting it on a plane was going to be a whole thing i have know? bought rosemary infused olive oil mm. but that's because i like rosemary with sure. my olive oil put that on a bread. potato and call it a day and you're mm. in business i didn't think about putting it on a potato that's the first thing i think of what do you think of bread oh yeah um we were going to go to uh macaroni grill mm-hmm. this trip because there is one macro actually there's three macaroni grills but they're all in the same city on the way to um pennsylvania it's in Akron, Ohio, mm-hmm. and we were trying to go to Macaroni. We planned on it. We left at five in the morning, but traffic was just so bad that we were not able to make it there by dinner time. What a shame! So we had to eat in like the other side of Ohio. I passed one in Dallas this weekend, and I thought, I wonder if I should, you know, like bring something home for them. And then I was like, that's like a four-hour-old chicken Alfredo or whatever, right. and that's well, well really wants the that. loaf of bread's all you need. Oh, so that's the reason. That's your thing. That's the reason I brought up the rosemary olive oil got is it. because that, that's how we got here. Right, it's because I like the bread, but I more than that, I like the bread dipped in olive oil with mm-hmm. rosemary and freshly ground black pepper on top of it. <laughs> okay, I don't know how we got here. I also back to states. I just want to go on record saying I love Oregon. I've spent maybe a total of like. 18 hours in the state but it's beautiful is that how much of that do you think is marketing okay a fascinating question do you mean like self-marketing by oregon or marketing just by any other people because i do feel like word of mouth about oregon they don't mess around like people people talk about it more than oregon talks talks about itself but uh, maybe that's just really good marketing from oregon you know <laughs> maybe oregon is the one putting this in people's mouths mm. It's or like, Oregon is just actually beautiful and you go and you see it and you're like, 
wow, this is actually beautiful. I want to tell people about it. Similar to your rosemary bread olive oil situation at Macaroni Grill. I don't think there is. Did Macaroni Grill pay you to say that? Maybe. You don't know. <laughs> I don't think there is one state in the union that you can take a picture of. That were, Okay. This, how do I word this statement? In every state of the union, I believe you can take a picture that is beautiful. Agree. Uh, especially if I'm in it. Okay. No, I'm joking. But like the, the landscape. Sure. Take a picture, I would agree with that. So... How do you know? There's different kinds of beautiful. Okay. What's your favorite kind of beautiful? Well, Oregon is one of my favorite kinds of beautiful because it's very foresty and there's lots of trees. Is there a state without a forest in it? Okay. Different kind of forest than I'm used to seeing. What kind of trees are those? Evergreens? Okay. And so it's like, it feels like Christmas and it feels very lush. I mean, we're called green country, but we're pretty brown right now. (sighs) Are we? I mean, look outside. It looks pretty green. Um, There's literally no grass where I looked. So. Oh, well, I was looking at the trees. Mm. Uh, the, I mean, East Texas has the pine trees. Yeah. Georgia, Georgia has some pine trees. I heard that in country songs before. Georgia. Uh, Maine is either the evergreen or the pine tree state. I forget which one. Sure. So. I, I mean, I, listen, I, I agree. Every state has something beautiful to offer. I just... Particularly, I'm drawn to that type of nature. Also, the beach, though. I mean, I'm drawn to the beach type of nature and the mountains. Why do you like? Why do you like the beach? Is it just sitting? You like being able to wear a bathing suit and sit on some sand (laughs) and not be weird about it? (laughs) No. Well, I do like those things, but no, I like the ocean, the vastness. I like the noise of it. Looking at it and hearing it. Yes. Okay, and smelling it. Yes. Not always being in it. Cause, so you don't like touching it? I mean, sometimes. But, but like, not in Oregon. Can you get in the beach in Oregon? Yeah. Oh, you can? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It, it's not too cold? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. It Did just, I say, can you get in the beach? Can you get in the ocean in Oregon? Oh, you That's can, what I meant. You can. I don't know. But you shouldn't? You would probably die? I don't know about death. I don't know if people surf in Oregon. Hmm. But yeah, you could. I mean, you could definitely dip your toes in. How much of what we think about states is just marketing? Like, I'll, I assume every state has some kind of tourism tourism marketing department, right? Yes, and the cities within them. So, we know what we know about them by seeing commercials or seeing Personally, ads on the internet? it's Instagram for me now. Ooh, Instagram ads? No, people, users. So, like, I would go and so search Portland, Oregon. Not necessarily. It could just be a regular old person. Could be influencers, Yes. Which then or the state of Oregon could have potentially paid, yes, to say Oregon's beautiful or whatever their state slogan is. Should we pay influencers to talk about our podcast on Instagram? <laughs> Who, what type of influencer, like how, what kind of influence did these people have that we, like, what kind of, do you have influencers in your life? I try to avoid that as much as possible. Right, so... I feel like this podcast is well suited for a person like you who then therefore doesn't have any influencers influencing them. So how would we find you if you weren't you, you know? Mm, mm. I mean, there are times I can't avoid Facebook ads. So I guess that I, mm, I'm just going to say it. I hid all ads from Donald J. Trump this week. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen it. it I saw one and I was like, that's too many. Because it's like, my Facebook feed has enough politics. My goodness. 
Yeah, I, I kind of wish I could. I wish there was a button that said hide until after the election. Yes. And then I would do that often. Yes. I have some former students of mine that are, uh, that posted. Oh, I had a former student of mine that posted something today, and I was like, I don't, I just don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Biden ads, I get a lot of Biden ads, especially. That's interesting. And I, one of the things I on Facebook, yeah, because Facebook is literally the only place I see ads, unless I'm at Dad's house and I happen to be looking at the TV and there's a commercial. Besides that, I don't see ads anywhere. I'm wondering why you got targeted for Biden, but I haven't. I don't think I've seen a Biden ad. I mean, I'm not posting like, go Democrats on my page every day, so I'm not sure. Do you, does it have, like on your religious, not religious, on your political affiliation, do you have Republican? Ooh, I might have changed it to independent. I think I changed it to independent. Hmm. I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know what is there for me. Hmm. That that might be the problem. The, not the problem. That might, that might be the reason. Hmm. Um, but for Biden, I, like the, if I wish the ads would say like, "Hey, I want to be the president because I think blah blah blah," or, I mean, anything like that. What does it say? It, mostly right now. The at first it said, um, "Sign up to be the first to hear about who my vice president pick is." Vice Ooh, pre- and like that a teaser. Yeah, but it, it, if I saw that ad one time, I'd be like, "Okay, that's kind of weird." But I saw that ad like. 20 times so then they should change the word first because obviously you wouldn't be the first right well and also like i, I i'm okay with hear about it a couple hours later <laughs> <laughs> it's fine <laughs> because I'm, we're not voting right now i am interested i, I look i wanted to look up you know <laughs> but but it could technically wait until november 2nd right yes and then uh now the ads are there's one that said uh are Basically, they're they're giving me trying to get me to donate. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely not going to donate. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly who I'm going to be voting for, but I do know that I'm not going to do- donate to anybody. Yeah, anyone that I don't know, anyway. Yeah. Have you uh, ever donated to a political campaign? No. I'm trying. I, I don't even think I've purchased like a sticker or uh, anything. Ooh, I have. Because I feel like I mean that's a donation in a way. Kinda, yeah. Kinda. Mm-hmm. It it's providing them with money. That's true. But no, I don't think so. Would you? If it was, I mean, obviously, if it was me, you would, sure. you would make a huge sure. donation, I assume. Very large, <laughs> very generous donation. Of my time. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> but can you imagine? Sure. I like I like the Tulsa mayor. I like GT Bynum enough to buy a hat with GT on it. Does I don't know that GT I would. Hats? I don't know that I would wear it. I don't think so. Oh, unless it was a really cool hat. So you would buy a GT hat, but you wouldn't wear a GT hat. Yeah, correct. But I think it's only because I feel inadequate if someone were to ask me about pretty much anything about him, policy. The people you who like GT Barnum because yeah. um, I don't like the fact that he's blah blah blah. Yeah, blah, blah. what about the person running against him? This person who says GT blah 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 blah, and I'd be like, probably. Sorry, okay, I'll take the hat off. Okay, so at, at that point, then why vote? If everyone's just voting on their feelings, true. That without any information, then the, the only person that the pe- the person's going to win is the person that has the most people feeling good towards them, which isn't necessarily a good thing, right? True. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I'm thinking a lot of things. I'm also thinking about um, Beto. He was the someone in Texas who was going to run for president. He, as a Democrat, and people really liked him. Uh-huh. 
but it didn't i mean that didn't it wasn't enough right but they, he was likable but then it's like people like obama he is a likable person a lot of people don't but like just as a human he's likable right well and i i mean the other thing is strategy like the reason biden got elected was because yes. he was the one that was polling best against trump yes and democrats were like we want to be trump so that's what we're gonna we're gonna go with biden I'm thinking about, I mean, it's like the GT Bynum hat. I mean, it's like I would wear an Astros hat. I have one in my car. I was going to wear it today if my hair got too greasy. And it's like if people ask me every single detail about the Astros, I wouldn't know it. Oh, what do you think about the third base situation? Do you think we should go with uh, the guy who's coming up? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't know their third baseman. I know the shortstop. That would be so disappointed. And their second baseman. But I don't know the corners. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, is it uh, is it no longer? Oh, I can't. Uh, Ken Kimnetti. <laughs> <laughs> what year is that? Nineteen ninety one. So anyway, I don't. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a part of the reason that I don't that I, I don't profess to be a fan of anything. Uh, Team or politician or anything. Right, is because I, I I will only do it if I can defend it, and I don't. I kind of don't want to be an expert enough to defend everything. Yeah, Isn't that kind of sad, though, that we live in a world where we can't just like and support things to like and support them? We feel like we have to be ready to defend at all times. Like, that feels like a bummer. Hmm. I don't know. Liking and supporting things, though. Like, supporting things without knowing anything about them, I I think it's dangerous. Sure. I think that a lot of bad things have happened because of dumb people not dumb people because of uneducated not, because of <laughs> ignorant people we'll go with that because ignorant, of ignorant people yeah. going oh my life is happy and this thing looks good and they got good marketing and i like oregon and it doesn't matter that, or, that oregon has okay. like concentration camps or whatever. i feel pretty personally attacked here <laughs> <laughs> no it's definitely not just you but I, I think i think like nazism is a, a huge thing sure when you look back at 1930 um um and hitler's rise to power and it didn't it it happened with a whole bunch of germans going yeah hitler and it's like it's not like each of those germans uh was a racist and a terrible person it was just that other people were doing it and it was a cool thing at the time and he was saying some things that got people riled up and they didn't at the time equate nazism with terribleness and uh, things changed through the years but so i I just want to not be the one cheering for Nazis one day. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, and I guess sports teams like they rarely kill people, so it's probably mm-hmm. it's probably okay to cheer for a sports team. Mm-hmm. Does does that happen? Do people when they see do they talk about the third base situation for the Astros when they see wearing an Astros hat? No, because I feel like there's just not that many Astros fans. First of all, up in Oklahoma, but second of all, since they are cheaters, people aren't really proud. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, what, okay, well, if you were but like, like OU, right? If you were an OU, I was going to go to OSU. If you were an OU, I went to OU. Thank you. So I'm sorry. If you were an OU shirt and someone said, Oh, what do you think about their, uh, their wide receivers this year? <laughs> First of all, I don't know why. I guess it's because we live in Oklahoma, but people always immediately jumped football. Yes. When, with, with everything. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I wear a broken arrow shirts a lot because I get them for free. Yep. Um, uh, and there are times when I'm I'm walking I'm going around somewhere in Jinx and they're like oh uh, the, it's always some old man oh be careful wearing that shirt around here uh, I'm just making a joke and I'm and I want to say things like oh yeah you're right these marching bands are very competitive with each other 
Because we're always talking about football. Why does football. it have to be about football? Mm-hmm. But is that a thing that would happen if you were wearing an OU shirt? People would say, tell me about, what are you thinking about? Uh, Maybe. Bob, I don't know. I think Bob it'd Stoops. be more like, oh, I can't wait for football season. And I'd be like, yeah, me too. You're like, what's that sport? Is that the one where they kick it with their their foot all around? And I guess I feel like even if they didn't ask, I would need to be prepared. <laughs> Hey, sister, let me ask you about music. Ask me. Okay. What is, what's the importance of music in your life? I'll just go with, we'll start with your life and we'll go out from there. Is music important in your life and why and how? I feel like that's a leading question because you didn't say why or why not. Because I could have said no. Uh, I... (laughs) It is a leading question because I know you, and I would be very surprised if you said, no, music is not important in my life at all. I mean, if I'm on a scale, like if I, <laughs> it will tell me my weight. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. If I'm making a scale of how important things are to me, I mean, music is on it. I don't think it's, it's definitely not number one. It's probably in the top third. I don't know. I mean, I would say it's... Okay. I know there are definitely people for which music is more important and people for which music is less important. So I feel like I'm just kind of in the middle. You're in the middle. Okay. Top middle. (laughs) So, but a a scale... Because you were giving it a ranking thinking is the most important. But a scale meaning like, is it a six or seven or eight or nine out of ten? Well, then I got, my scale got really heavy because I was thinking about all the other things that are more important than music. But I mean, everything could be a 10 if you want. How important are bananas? They're a 10. Just like, <laughs> just like Jesus and music. Really? They're all, they're all <laughs> 10. They're that you equally care about bananas, no, 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 Jesus no, no. and music? I'm just saying you could say that. A person could say that. Bananas. No, I mean, probably like a six and a half. Okay. Do you think, so you think there are people that, for which music is more important and less important? Well, actually, sorry. Let's get to that in a second. Let's go, still go to you. Yeah. Why is music important? Mm, okay. What in your life is the point of music? Sure. I think music, uh, for me, and I would think for probably a lot of people, it is a good way of um, helping us feel. I think it is, it can express things that we're not able to express with words it can also help us to express words that we are feeling or thinking, but would never be able to say or put together ourselves. Um, I think it can change a mood, right? If you're really happy, you can listen to something really dark, very Baroque, and then maybe you're not as happy or vice versa. Um, it can help you, you know, it's an escape. I think it can be, it can be fuel, Right? If I need my mind to work faster, I'm going to turn on some Mozart and get going. Do you do that? Sometimes, yeah. Mozart in particular? Particularly Mozart. He's very happy. Okay. What his music is. I'm not sure about his personal... Well, he's, Have you seen the picture of... He's dead. Like a, a picture of Mozart? I guess he doesn't ever look very angry. There's that one of Beethoven looking angry. Um, Like, do you go on Spotify and like search Mozart? Is there a playlist? Yeah. A Mozart playlist you look up? No, but I do search Mozart and I just... Mozart radio or whatever. How often do you listen to music without words? Because you said mm-hmm. it can help you express 
things that you can't without words? Uh, not extremely often. So Mozart, obviously, unless you're listening to the Magic Flute. Yes. Sometimes I'll listen to... It's really unfortunate because then Spotify learns your behaviors and it's like, oh, you wanted to listen to this Hillsong Kids album where they play worship music only on the piano? And I'm like, well, yeah, but not all the time. <laughs> Thank you. I would only like to listen to it when I ask for it. Is it like put it into my daily mix one and I'm like no no get that out um but yeah like especially during quarantine I took a lot of walks and I would want to listen to worship music but I wouldn't want words so I would listen to it without words interesting just like the piano version so just a piano player playing yeah what's that song Waymaker Waymaker. I think that's what that was (laughs) yeah just a piano player playing Waymaker and you'll walk around the interesting looking at statues of naked ladies right yeah are you thinking about the music at that point? No. Some, I mean, sometimes. But no, it's more just like to have it. It's just background. And like to, you know, set the mood. Okay. So one thing I was I was really wondering. Really, Yeah, this, this feels like it's for a class of yours. Is this? Did you have to do an interview for a class? Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, do if, I get paid for this is my professor, you have now listened to the interview. <laughs> Please give me an A. Uh, I mean, it came from a class. I was I took a class on, uh, in, was it, oh, it was advanced instrumental music literature, mm-hmm. uh, and it we basically just listened to a whole bunch of music, like just sat there and in the class on Zoom and listened to music. Weird. Yeah, and it was some some good stuff, some bad stuff. Um, there we read a, a book by Aaron Copeland called How to Listen to Music or. It, it's mm-hmm. called something different, but it basically comes to comes down to how to listen to music. Mm-hmm. What's that song? Mm-hmm. 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 Really, I had never listened to much classical music at all for any reason besides I had to, or like you said, background music. Um, like I need to get some work done, so turn, turn on some Mozart. Or so was this listening for just enjoyment? No, um, I mean enjoyment's part of it, but it's also listening. You you have to listen for form. You listen for um, instrumentation, and you listen for texture, and you listen for. All sorts of things, um, a, its style and you know the period, and you you kind of try to figure out what the composer was going for in that situation, and also think through it as a, a performer. What, what, how would you perform it? How would you conduct it? Um, how would you teach it? And there's just a lot of different aspects of listening to music. Uh, so I I never really considered music and why music existed before because I. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't listen, or I never listen to that much music. Usually, I, I listen to if I'm listening to anything, I'm listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. See, either podcasts or I am doing something that requires me to think. But I feel like, I mean, if a person was like, "Hey," but you're like well versed in music, like you're very familiar with types of music. I mean, apart from the last twenty years. Yeah, I mean, but if you think about a person who knows how to write a book but doesn't care to read them i mean that's i feel like that's it if you're and i feel like that's where i am i was where i was anyway like I, who uh why would i sit and listen to a tchaikovsky symphony uh because it'll make you be- a better writer 
Right. I mixed the metaphor, but you understand. Yeah, but Tchaikovsky wrote in the 1800s, and it, if I wrote like Tchaikovsky nowadays, no one would buy my stuff because Tchaikovsky's a whole different, you know, composer. And yeah, I mean, he's not that, in the top 100 on the Billboard hits. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's, it's like that style has already happened, so what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think, you know, similar to fashion, like 90s fashion is in right now, do you think... I mean, music comes back around, right? Will there ever be another Tchaikovsky era? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that's what we had with uh, in movie music in the 70s and the 80s, especially, and then some in the 90s. Um, Star Wars started it with John Williams, Mm -hmm. and he composed like uh, Holst, which is... I don't know, early 1900s composer, mm-hmm. late 1800s composer. Yeah, he's the se- is he the seasons? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's Vivaldi. Vivaldi. No, it's the planets. That's right. Whole planets. Um, but there's also like programmatic music versus uh, music for the music's sake. Pro- programmatic music meaning it's supposed to mean something. It's supposed to be like like the seasons are programmatic music. Like okay. this is what spring sounds like and like uh, the planets. But there are, But symphonies are supposed to usually be just hear some music because music's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I mean, and that's classical music. If you go to modern day music, sure. like what's the point of well, the Beatles? What's the point of uh, Coldplay? I don't, that, is that the new, that's the newest band I can name. Wow. No, no, Panic at the Disco. I can name them. That's, <laughs> that's still 10 okay, years hold on. ago. No, no, okay. Uh, Billie Eilish. Very good. Very good. I, I had a student last year. In her thing, when she said one thing about her, she said she loved Billie Eilish. I was like, is that like makeup or something? <laughs> but apparently, it's a, a Grammy, girl. <laughs> Grammy award-winning female artist. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Um, so, so have you have you decided what the point is for those things? Uh, I can. I know f- why I like. So I like '90s country for two reasons. Uh, well, the reason I first liked it was because both, mainly the words, the poetry. Sure, I, the storytelling. Yeah, country music in particular is simple enough for a nine-year-old to understand mm-hmm. and also has stories that I like of, you know, a boy and a girl falling in love or that's basically all there is <laughs> in country music besides, you know. Falling out of love. Right. So that I, as a romantic and as a person who... Uh, I guess in some, how, in some way drawn to music. I, I just liked that. Now it's for nostalgia. Now I, I want it to nice country because it reminds me of what I listened to when I was a kid. Do you think in 20 years from now you'll still be nostalgic for 90s country because of what it meant for your childhood but also what it means for this season of your life? Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, Evan comes over often and plays the drums and I'll play some bass and we'll start and we'll sing some country songs. Oh, that sounds great. I wish I could do that. Well, bring your guitar. You can come do it. Oh, yeah. I need a lesson. No, just we won't play anything with a C in it. <laughs> no, if I stand up, I can play a C. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> no reason to sit anyway. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there's there was a point to the Beatles. They make music that, yeah, as a romantic, makes you feel things. I mean, Eleanor Rigby can have you questioning society in general and why we all walk around with masks on our faces true but i mean what is lucy in the sky with diamonds going to teach you? <laughs> what is i am the walrus going to cool where are you going lines. to emote when you're listening to that make you 
And I think music being cool is just a huge part of the reason music music exists. Is it is part of our of the zeitgeist? It's part of our culture. It's sure. I identify with this music, identify with this culture, and therefore identify with this music, or vice versa. So I think a, a lot of music is it just exists to to say here I am, I'm a boomer, or it exists to say I'm different than the generation before me. It exists to say. I'm cool and I'm trendy and I know the things that are happening nowadays. I also think I recently sat down with dad and we watched um, a concert by the Eagles on TV. And it was, I got to tell you, I was very moved for a couple of reasons. One, it was just like really good. It was well produced. It was a very well produced show. Just the camera angles and the timing. They just did a really good job. But also one of the lead singers, can't remember his name, passed away. Mm-hmm. And his son replaced him. And mm-hmm. so it was like his son playing with all of his dad's friends and Vince Gill. Um, this like whole set. And I just thought that to me, I was like, that is beautiful. That is shows what the power of music is, mm-hmm. right? That this this guy like spent his life growing up around these guys on tour. They're probably, you know, like family. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets to honor his dad and also do something he loves that his dad passed on to him. It was just, it was lovely. What do you feel about, so I, you know how I'm going to feel about situations like this because of the same thing. I do the same thing with sports and I really feel the same with sports and music is that if it's, if it's a person that's famous, they don't need my help. They don't need my support. If it's a person that, you know, lives in town and is trying to make it, make it by and is, like I have a friend who sings Irish songs at a pub and now streams it to Facebook because no one goes to pubs anymore. Uh, and I like to watch it. I thought the other day, I was like, maybe I should give this guy a tip just because I've, I've watched him a couple times and I, I, I feel bad for a musician trying to make a living in these times. Uh, and I want to support you know local musicians. Do you think supporting local musicians is, is any better than supporting national musicians, international musicians? I actually, I, uh, hmm. And why do or don't you? But does that also, I mean, that could be said for anything. It means like, right, like I only buy local tomatoes. Okay, so, ooh, you know, I it's funny because I have never, I've always said the tomato thing was stupid, but that the musician or sports thing is not stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because local farmers are doing the same thing that other farmers are doing. They're just doing it nearer to me. Same with your Irish pub guy. No, the Irish pub guy needs support from locals because that's the only way he's gonna he's going to live. It is 2020. We have the internet at our fingertips. If you want to, like, nothing's local anymore. It's global. Interesting. Nothing's local anymore. I mean, that's true with this. Hello, world. <laughs> Although I feel like most people listening to this are living in Tulsa or live in surround in surrounding areas. Yeah, I, I. Uh, and like he doesn't just rely on the Tulsa area community to make money, obviously, because he's streaming to Facebook, which but, can go anywhere. But and he does. only just started doing that because you know he needs to. Um. I, I called someone out on this recently because they were talking about buying local. I'm like, why buy local? That's dumb. Who cares about buying local? It was Renee? No. Oh. No. Um, 
no, and I wouldn't say who just said that's dumb. Uh, but I'm, I mean, in reality, is this more dumb? I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. is nothing, <laughs> nothing is local anymore. So, okay, I, I, I really see a difference here. If, if uh, uh, Cardi B has a concert at the BOK Center, does, does she do those kinds of things? Yeah. Let's say she had a concert at the BOK Center and uh, uh, Noah LeHue had a gig playing at, I don't know, some restaurant. Like, I feel like going and supporting Noah, uh, who is a local musician that we know, is a better thing than than going to the Cardi B concert. Not because Cardi B is dirty, but I mean that's obviously part sure, of it. <laughs> but sure. but just because she's already got millions of dollars, she didn't she didn't need ten more. But I or fifty more. Have okay, much hypothetically, let's make okay. I would not go to a Cardi B concert, but like I'm not going to this concert because I want to support her necessarily. I'm going because I enjoy her music, enjoy the entertainment, and want a couple of hours of fun and whatever that her music provides. I'm not going to think, Oh, I'm contributing to her livelihood. I've been to two Taylor Swift concerts and it wasn't, I wasn't like, Oh, she really needs my money. Can't wait to support her. It's like, no, I really enjoy her music and her storytelling. And I think I'm going to have a great time. So I'm going to go do that. Interesting. Do you Which it? I could also feel about going to see Noah LaHue. So just the odds of them, the concerts being on the same night, pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think, do you ever think about that? Think I am uh, I'm supporting this business over that business, or like Dad watches the one cooking channel over the other cooking channel because he only wants to support one of them. No, I only think about myself. Dale Carnegie, I've been reading his book with one of my students uh-huh. about just how like people are really only interested in themselves, and I'm like, I think when it comes to that, it's like I don't think oh. Reesers is a locally owned, you know, Jeff Reeser. We know his name. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving Walmart my money over Jeff Reeser. I think Reesers is more expensive. and Walmart's closer to my house. So I'm going to go to Walmart. Yeah, but like Jeff Reeser has enough money. Okay. That, and that's that's why I think, that's why I have a problem with a lot of the buy local things. But when it's musicians, when I'm like buying a t-shirt. So from, is it only musicians? Well, that, uh, musicians and sports teams too, but that's not. Sports teams is more just because I think it's more fun to watch a game when you know somebody. And if there's a whole bunch of rich millionaires that are strangers playing baseball, like I don't care about who wins. You know what I mean? But like if I was watching Jamie Taylor play a softball game, I would be very interested. I don't care what level. But <laughs> if I'm watching Ken Caminetti play a baseball game. Because we time traveled <laughs> because he's definitely dead. I don't care how he does because he's famous, you know? Sure. Um, but so when it goes back to money, who am I supporting? I feel like there's a difference. For me, there, there's, for a, a person, it, it, when it matters, I think I want to spend my money in the place where it matters. Sure. That's very nice. And I want to go to the concert that I'm going to have more fun at and know more songs too. Like, would you buy, if Beth was making masks and you could buy a very similar mask at, Old Navy for $1 less. Would you do that instead? I feel also, again, attacked because I did buy masks this weekend from Old Navy. Hmm. Technically, Aunt Levon did. But no, in that, I mean, in that case, 
don't know. Are the masks the same quality? Are they the same cute patterns? Let's say they're the exact oh, same. Oh, well then, and Beth's a dollar more? Uh-huh. Oof, it would hurt me, but I would probably give my business to Beth. So uh, where's the line? Like, <laughs> like your cousin, no way. Or like where, or your friend, if Ree had a mask making, she was like trying to make some money making, uh, selling masks. Because you know, being a doctor isn't good enough. Um, would you uh, would you buy her mask, or what about your neighbor who you don't know very? Like, is is there a, there a line? I mean, there? I th- no, I don't feel like it's like oh well, anyone in Tulsa County like they're my people, and I have to like I don't feel responsible for people in Tulsa County. Right. So, but in your city, like, where does it stop? On your, I on feel your like street? it stops in my personal circle. So if you don't know the person, you've never met the person before, then you don't you don't care how they're. You're not going to spend your money on them. Not um, unless necessarily. They're, unless they're the best. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. And I think a lot of, a lot of times people just think it's better quality because they know the person. Yeah. Which oh. I, I don't agree with. Yeah. I actually feel like it's probably lower quality. You're just. Yeah. Have on your rose colored glasses. Right. Like, am I going to get lemonade from the lemonade stand that the kid has next door or from. Ooh, the, heck no. Because we've seen them lick those spoons and put them back in there to stir. Yeah. Like those are kids. <laughs> They probably don't have the best lemonade ever. I'm going to, yeah. I, I'm going to assume that lemonade from a lemonade place is better than lemonade from the lemonade. Center but is that store. just, you know, enabling? Is that just placating? Is that saying your lemonade's are really good when you know you can go home and pour some Crystal Light in a cup and have a much better experience? I mean, this is capitalism right here. <laughs> this is like people will only do what they are incentivized to do. Right. So is it like me saying, Beth, your masks are so good, even if they're not? It's like promoting a per, a worse product. Yeah. And yeah. But don't you think, I mean, don't worse products have to be promoted sometimes? Like hmm. if, if people only buy the best masks, there's only one mask maker in the entire world that ever makes any money. Sure. And then they get real rich and everyone else dies of starvation. I mean, there's also, it is a matter of preference, but I'm like, Yeah, do do we need good, better, best? Ooh, and this goes to musicians. What about musicians? Like, if mm-hmm. there are musicians that are, I mean, and, it, and also it's not true that I don't think Taylor Swift is the best musician, even though she is she the best selling right now. N- no. Okay, who's the best selling? I don't. Cardi know. B. Yeah, I mean Cardi B's number one. Let's say Cardi B's number one. I doubt she's the number one musician of all of of <laughs> the current time. True. Um. But let's just say that let's just say she is that, that the higher up higher quality you get the the richer you get. Does this mean that we should all really only buy the same ten people's albums because they're the ten best in the country, and that every other musician in the world? But like, I, I there's think no reason to have other musicians. Subjective, like best in what way? Best for what? Best musically, like technically, or best voice or makes you feel the best or I mean okay let's say then since it's so subjective that there are a hundred the top 100 musicians in the country but you can find the best in a hundred different ways but I'm and here, right and here they are the, the top hundred uh, in different ways okay so like, so why listen to number 101 because most likely one of the top hundreds gonna be better than that guy I mean why have a live musician at a restaurant why not just pipe in some Cardi B because she's one of the hundred best I don't know what about you? Do you think you're the best? At anything? Let's say preaching to students. No. 
I mean, every local is there's local nowadays, right? <laughs> so can't we can't the, your church is just uh, get who's a, who's a great um, pa- youth pastor? Yeah, I don't know. Louis, Louis Giglio videos from the '90s. <laughs> can't they just get some Louis, Louis Giglio videos and play those every sure. Sunday? Which is where I was gonna I was gonna say personal connection also plays a factor into it, though. Like. If number 101 is still, it's not as good as 100, but I personally, for whatever reason, am drawn or connected to 101, I want to listen to 101. Hmm. But, but 64 is better, you know? Yeah. Better, but not necessarily for me. Better by the standards or definitions or whatever. I mean, it's like, I could go to the best selling restaurant in the world and it could be the best swordfish, but I don't like swordfish. I understand. I mean, that's why we had a hundred. I understand that. Okay, but let's say that your job was just preaching, because that's that's kind of one thing that you might want to do one day, right? Just just tour the country and preach to, to the youth. You have to be one of the best few to do that, right? Sure. Do you think that's right? Do you think it's? Do you think there should be a market for a little bit worse preachers to get in to get a foot in to? Sure. To try? Yes. I guess that's what maybe smaller markets are for. Maybe that's why they have small churches for bad preachers. Sure. <laughs> for worse preachers. Or for, you know, mid-size events. That's why they have small auditoriums for mediocre bands. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why they have single A baseball and, you know, minor leagues. And people only go to those because they have personal connections or because they can't afford to go to the majors. That's right. Interesting. Because you can eat a $2 hot dog and watch some concession marketing. It's all back to marketing. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I've got a question for you on our document, our shared document. You mentioned, uh, bread. (laughs) I did. It's literally all the bullet points. It says bread. It does. So can you explain what (laughs) you wanted to discuss regarding bread? I can't. I, I think it's interesting. I was over here the other day. Uh, it's been a while, but whatever. And I had to make a peanut butter sandwich. I thought I was going to pass out. And we have the same bread and actually the same peanut butter. No, I think we have different peanut butter. Yeah, we, we buy the cheap peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, you buy, I assume, Peter Pan? No, I thought you bought Peter Pan. No, we buy Great Value. Oh, no, I buy Jif. We've both strayed from our family. We did. Our heritage. That's why I our thought, peanut butter that's heritage. That's why I thought you would have got Peter Pan. No, I buy Jeff. It is cheaper. Um, anyway, I just thought it's interesting that we buy the same type of bread because if you just think about the bread aisle in the grocery store, there's hundreds. There are hundreds of different bags of bread we could walk out of the store with, but we buy the same one. Well, I mean, I think I think there's an obvious reason for this. It's because there are two points on Weight Watchers. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you told me about this bread or mom did. Someone told me about this bread and it says two, point one, uh, two points on Weight Watchers and we're both on Weight Watchers. So. Yeah. Um, that's why. But it's also, I mean, this goes completely with the conversation we just had. How many how many bread makers are there in the country? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there's more than 30 bakeries and there's definitely not more than 30 kinds of bread that you can buy mm-hmm. at a store. So, like, what is it? Is it just the best bread that made it into the stores? <laughs> is the cheapest bread the best bread for the best bread for the cheapest well and it's like there's got to be also bread trends right and like and maybe even in different parts of the country Ooh, that sara lee 45 calorie b- bread was not always that's in right. existence so what did it kick out oh Some, other there was a, there was another bread there or even you know if you go let's say back to our favorite state of oregon like mm. what if 
you know, white bread is just really in there and they have more white bread than any other type of bread. I'm sure that there's someone who, someone's job who it is, who researches totally. where white bread is more popular. In fact, I mean, I like in thinking about it, I'm like, I would love to sit in my grocery store and just sit in the bread aisle and watch what everyone buys. What okay? Let's say that the that the, the Sara Lee didn't exist. What is your criteria for getting bread? <laughs> my okay. So like my my top factors in purchasing bread. One, it's got to be whole wheat. That's like a non-negotiable. Uh-huh. Two, I would like for it to be low points in Weight Watchers or like low calorie, you know, whatever. Right. And three, I need it to be cheap. Why whole wheat? Why is whole wheat not the taste? No, I don't know. I guess I just feel like I should. Do you feel like it's better to eat the whole wheat? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I do. I don't, I need, I guess I need to read that. I need need to look up on the, the research on, is the whole wheat better than some of the wheat? Than just regular wheat? Does bleaching the flour change anything? Yeah, like, is wheat, but I think number one and number two are connected, like, do you think people that eat white bread die a couple of years earlier than people that eat wheat bread? <laughs> no, I on don't. A, on average? I think if you had someone who ran marathons and ate all their vegetables and ate the food pyramid and did what they were supposed to do, but they really loved white bread and they wanted to eat a Wonder Bread sandwich every day versus someone who was sedentary and no physical activity but had a whole wheat on turkey, I mean turkey on whole wheat, I don't think the bread is going to be the deciding factor. But what if they're the exact same? <laughs> what if you get identical twins and they live the exact same lifestyle and one of them eats white and one eats wheat? You know what I think? What? I think it goes back to marketing. <laughs> I think. This is why you like wheat bread. Whole wheat has marketed. They've made me a sucker. And mm, I'm like. Choosy moms. Choose Jif. <laughs> it's got to be whole wheat. I don't know why. If I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to wear a hat that said 100% whole wheat because I could not defend whole wheat. Interesting. Okay. Don't wear the whole wheat hat. But you did literally just say to the world, may I add, that it has to be a whole wheat. It does. I don't know why. Totally. I don't know why. Okay. I, for me, let me tell you my choice. Thanks for asking. My choice, my reason for choosing uh, bread, my criteria for choosing bread is what's the easiest thing to choose? What does that mean? It means I'm going to find a bread that I like one time and then I'm always going to get that. Before before the Sara Lee, it was home pride because that's what we got at home uh-huh. when we were kids. And when I went grocery shopping myself, I was like, I know this is good. Sure. There's 79 other breads here. And I don't know if any of the other ones are good. And I don't really care. Let's just go with home pride. But that doesn't translate into like restaurants, right? Do you, you don't pick one thing and say, that's it. I'm going to get that for the rest of my life. Yeah, I do. Not <laughs> Haven't you met me? Sure. I mean, I've changed, I've changed a little bit in the last few years. Yeah. Have you heard of a chicken sandwich? Oh, chicken sandwiches are amazing. I know. And you didn't know that. Yeah. But now that's about all I get at restaurants. <laughs> uh, the last couple of restaurants I went to, I think. Last three restaurants I went to, all I got was chicken sandwiches. But see, you didn't always. So... You, it wasn't an always easy an easy but, choice. I mean, for years, that's what I did. What I go to a, every restaurant. When, when choosing the restaurant, it was also choosing the meal. I got the same meal from every restaurant, yeah. and usually I wanted to choose the same restaurant so that I ate the same thing over. I, for, I think decision fatigue is a real thing. Have you heard about decision of fatigue? Um, and I tried. It's not even necessarily fatigue. It's more like I want my brain to be thinking about real big important things. So you just want to go on autopilot for the. Yes minutia for the things that don't matter yes i don't want to think about my bread i want it to just be in my pantry i that's interesting 
I enjoy the decision-making process. Mm. You like it. Like you feel empowered. I feel, I yeah. Can, I can make bread choices here. I Yeah, I can gather facts and information. I mean, obviously I haven't, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to do, I could. I mean, I can, you know, look at the pros and cons of the decision I'm making and I can weigh all the factors and then I can make a decision and I can walk away feeling good about the decision I made. Yeah, that, see, to me, it's like... You'd rather think about other things. Yeah, and that's... The stakes are so low, I guess, is what I'm thinking. Are they, or does every decision we make matter, right? If you and some other guy who is doing the exactly same thing as you and also had three chicken sandwiches at the last place he went and he's eating white bread and you're eating whole wheat bread, so doesn't that decision matter? Yeah, but if he's spending five minutes making his bread decision and I'm spending those five minutes reading a book about leadership or working out or trying really hard not to eat stuff in my pantry, like that, then I'm doing... I think I will end up better than him, than the guy who's just spending all his time choosing bread. <laughs> I also think there's something, I was reading something recently and it was some sort of automated website that like helps you make a decision, like gives you, it. Based, someone was looking for, let's say it's a vacuum. I don't think it was a vacuum, but I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like they crawl the internet and they find all the reviews and they compile all the reviews and say, this is rated a 3.5, this is rated a 5. And it basically does a lot of the, you know, legwork of a decision. So then it's like, you just have to read that and you see it and then you make a decision. I read this in a book recently, uh, uh, Limitless, which I think is a good book. Maybe you should, you might think about reading this book. But it talks about the four downsides to technology and, and to being so connected. And one of them is people make decisions. People let the internet make decisions for them. Mm-hmm. Who should I vote for? Let me see what Facebook says, uh, what all my friends on Facebook say. Okay, I'll, I'll vote for that one. Mm-hmm. What what bread should I buy? <laughs> let me look up this. So, I mean, I, but it does save some time, I think, especially with unimportant decisions like bread. Mm-hmm. But still, that's too much for me. I would rather just go... I'd rather just buy one. I would literally think I'd rather pick one at random. If it tastes good, get it every every day for the rest of my life. Huh. Well, I don't know how you feel because we've now wasted about, I don't know, maybe seven minutes talking about the decision about making bread. So, But now I, I will feel good every time I don't make a decision about <laughs> buying bread because I know why I'm not making that decision. <laughs> okay. I have a list of life-changing ideas. Let me read one to you. All right. Change my life. Don't wait for inspiration to come to you, seek out inspiration. True. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not true or false, but it's like any in any creative process, and I think you do this too. You have you you have you have a creative job where you have to come up with ideas, and a lot of people just sit there and wait to be struck by inspiration. But yeah, I read this somewhere. I was like, that's good. I got to write that down. Whatever you're doing, you got to seek out that inspiration. Yeah, I. Yes, I've watched the creative process happen in advertising over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. It wasn't a part of it. I mean, I was, but in a different way. But like when our art director and graphic designer would get together to concept about a campaign and it's like they would, I mean, at some point you do hit a wall. You Mm do. You're, You're out of ideas. You can't create anything else in your brain. And it's like those are the times where you've got to find a way to cope and go find inspiration. So they, each of them kind of had different ways and different things they did, but... Yeah, I totally agree with that. Even this week at my office, I'm making changes and I'm changing at my office to become more inspired in it. Interesting. Because I just think, 
yeah, I thought, I just feel kind of blah here. You know, working from home was cool because I had some different spaces and I had some good lighting and I, you know, I was just thinking, oh, I have this ugly blue wall that I hate and I have this desk that I hate. I can change that and I can seek out inspiration even in this room. This, this is relevant to the place I'm sitting right now. Yes. And to the last couple of days, we just got this desk. I like it. Um, and it is in the corner of a room with no windows and I do not feel inspired when I'm here. I'm mm. trying to like do work and trying to compose things. I'm like, I have to go in the living room where I can look out the window and look at the trees. Um, and I, I think it's a, a much prettier room. Uh, and that's just a more exp- inspiring place. Than so right what are you going to do with the desk? Video games. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you move it in the living room? Bethel, let me. <laughs> yeah, because that's crazy. <laughs>